It's a Thursday morning and I'm being invited to speak to a very auspicious audience, <laughs> mainly men, mainly men in grey suits. But I'm being paid. They want to hear me speak and I am the number one keynote speaker. Now, I'm in my mid-50s and I'm standing in front of the mirror and I've put on a pair of my favourite designer of the moment, Marquis Almeida, bright flowery trousers. They're gorgeous. They've just got that right cut. They hold me in at my belly and I think I look pretty cool. And then I put on a cobalt blue shirt to go with it. Put the big rings on. Portus, you're ready to go. And then I think about the audience. Then I think about the grey suits. And then I think, what will I look like? What am I saying to them? Am I saying that I'm a serious business leader? Or am I saying I'm someone that cares about how I look more? And I have that little moment of self-doubt that actually, should I sort of pare it down and become the uniform that they are? Should I take on their codes and dress like them and be acceptable? Or should I be me? Luckily, I am in my mid-50s and I think, sod it. Up yours, I'm going to be me. But it took a long time, a very long time, because I started my career in the fashion industry. And if you want to go into an industry that really can knock your self-esteem, that gives you self-conscious doubts every day, then do join the fashion industry. Because all it is about is how you look. And all those codes, even within that industry, have been set, invariably, by male designers. And here we are, still pushing out the codes of how you should look within the fashion industry. Thin, gorgeous, oh, and young. So every business has the codes. And you know what? They're the most powerful messages that can make us feel shit. Hello and welcome to Work Like a Woman. I'm Mary Portas and I'm joined by Emily, my culture director. Hello, Emily. Hello, Mary. I know that sounds like a grand title, but once <laughs> you is. start... It is a grand one because it's an important one. And once you start understanding what we're going to be talking about, you'll realise it's all about great culture and how businesses can be better because of it. So who have we got on our podcast this week, Em? We have got Anna Whitehouse, a.k.a. Mother Pucker, and she's going to be talking to us about her campaign Flex Appeal. We're here in Portas HQ. We're up in the kitchen bit where everybody, I insist, has their lunch so that they don't sit looking at their screens <laughs> all day. But I've only got one other up here. It's Eden. Eden can say hello as well. Hi, Eden. And we're having a cup of tea and it's really lovely. It's Thank lovely you for the tea. tea you're Mary. at home. Huh? Thank you for the tea. Yeah, I made the tea. I made the tea. <laughs> And we've had a busy day already. Well, actually, yeah. a busy week. So I've been on stage at South End, brilliant, doing my first South End. South End, I love them. Longest book them. signing ever. Thank you for everyone's patience. Do you know what someone <laughs> said to me? It was brilliant. This this woman put her hand up in the audience and uh, she said, I've loved your book, Mary. She had the hardback for about three months. And she said, I took parts of it. She said, I am head of HR, a construction company. And I thought, how can I sell in work like a woman <laughs> to these you know, guys? Who, 
So she took parts of it, wrote them up, copied it, sent them around to people, and, and each week they looked at different cultural behaviours, which Amazing. they really enjoyed. And they said, where's this from? And she said, oh, it's from a book, Work Law, L-A-W, like the a acronym. woman. acronym. She didn't want to tell them work like a woman, so she said it's work law, wow. an acronym. And once they got through it all and were doing the cultural thing and going, God, this really works, she got out of the book with my little old name on it and it said work like a woman. She went, there you go, boys. Oh, my goodness. How brilliant. That's, that's amazing. That. Yeah. So but you know was... that like the work like a woman, you said it could be called work like a human. I yes. think that's the thing, even people listening to this, like it's not anti-male no no it's not it's not it could be called don't work like an utter bastard yeah don't work like a small minded (laughs) you're gonna say something else then well i was gonna say something else but we're not allowed too (laughs) much not yet it's too early you know let's just grow up here and start you know let's start working in a really good modern way so that was monday night that was monday i don't know what day it is today but i know that this morning we had creative equals which was lovely wasn't it yeah great i spoke at creative equals and it was all the ad industry and the creative industries really and the amount of women in the audience but we were still looking at the disparity between (laughs) the amount of women that were there which was 80 percent yeah and yet only something like i think in in the creative industries we're still looking at 15% 15% of women only At being the top, creative yeah. directors. Yeah. Ridic. What's totally ridiculous. On? And just a lovely, warm audience. Everyone's nodding. Everyone just gets it. And you just feel like, as soon as you start talking about the things we're going to talk about on the podcast, everyone gets so excited because they're like, right, I can make that change. I know, like, as soon as you hear it from you, especially, it's just, well, it's, it's lovely to you. see. There was this lovely story I saw yesterday in The Guardian. So there's, um, have you heard of Richer Sounds? That's yes, like, yes, yeah. yeah. So um, the chap that runs that, he said it up when he was about 19. He's Richard now Sounds is a music business. Yeah. It was a big retail business, Huge. wasn't it? That was on the high street selling all kind of, you know, sound systems, really. Yeah, exactly. So he set it up when he was 19. He's now hit 60. And he's gone, do you know what? I'm going to give away 60% of my shares to his staff. So lovely. The gender pay gap in there is like much higher than average as well for women. Amazing. And he's just basically gone, I think the time is right to put my business in my staff hands. So lovely. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. He's put the power across to them, the people yeah. who made him the money. Do you think so nice. Sir Philip Green could have maybe listened to this guy? Mm, yeah. But he's nice. off the Sunday Times rich list, so every cloud. <laughs> he's off it. Is he's it? off it. Mm-hmm. I think he should be he's off, off another it. few things. Interestingly on that, I did a talk yesterday on the Jeremy Vine show. Oh, yeah. And he has a section called about what makes us human. And I did a talk on kindness and how I believe that kindness is a new commerciality. I had the best, best, best response. And I started talking about this five years ago. And I remember doing a conference and I was on just after Alan Sugar. (laughs) <laughs> and um, and they asked what's what's uh, one tip from each of us. I didn't know what his was until afterwards. And his tip was keep your eye on the bottom line and the profit. Uh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and mine was on kindness is the new commerciality. <sighs> and I think I got it right. <laughs> Listen, that guy, how fabulous. I know, amazing. How fabulous. It's really interesting because you know you can feel the push of this good energy coming into the workplace. 
Aardman Animations do the same thing, which is lovely. Some of the most successful businesses we're looking at have put giving back at the heart of it. You know, in the early days, Tom's Shoes, every pair yeah, you buy. Yeah, so lovely. We send we do a it. pair. We do it. Here. We do it. We have a profit share as well at Portas. And there's something about that. You know that, like, from the top down, people really care. And it's about sharing, isn't it? Like, yeah. whether it's financial or we're sitting around drinking tea together, whatever. Like, it's all about sharing. And it's such a lovely thing. It's just such a warm feel-good so factor. And it just makes you look at the dinosaurs of business. <laughs> the ones who, who did become very wealthy, but at what cost? Yeah. You know, and where's just, the, How do they sleep? How do they sleep at night? Probably with someone else. On really lovely wife. sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine I can answer that one. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> how do you I was sleep? also reading, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the guests that's coming on in a minute, but I was also reading up on um, Fast Company. I quite like their sort of very American and focus but you get some get some good shit on fast company and um there was a piece around work-life balance and i liked um that someone was saying just don't use the word balance like if you talk about balance then it's one or it feels like it's one or the other and actually it's about that life ambition and that's something that we, I talk, know, about. we talk about don't we especially yeah. in your book yeah because it was either they put names to it circular ambition or whatever but actually truthfully it's just about living in a good way yeah. where work is part of your life but it doesn't overthrow other parts of your life which are meaningful and important and feed your soul and feed your energy going to this this morning I was interviewed by a very high profile woman who left the company that she was with for do you know how many years I can't remember she's there for 14 years wasn't she 14 years and she has a couple of children now and she said to her boss I want to just cut down my hours three hours by three and they said no So they lost a senior member of their team who'd been with them 14 years, had built that business with them over three hours. It's just actually risible. It's pathetic. And she said that she went to her female boss who said, yeah, that's fine. I need to speak to the board. Inevitably, all men go to the board and they said no. Oh, if we do it for you, (laughs) we're going to have to do that for other people. (laughs) No, sorry. Oh, it's so annoying. I really like um, I want to call com- them out but you know, yeah I know so boring I'll put, <laughs> it, on, I'll, I'll no put it online discreetly it'll be hidden <laughs> code like in a blog <laughs> or a sentence you know, I'll just throw it into a sentence and it won't make sense but you all listening will know that was that company <laughs> okay um, shall we talk about our guest who's coming on oh, today yeah. right so Anna Whitehouse, a.k.a. Mother Pucker. Um, She is sort of a a campaigner and an activist for flexible working. And she was born in Holland originally. And obviously, they, you know, we speak about that in your book. Like, they're so far ahead when it comes to, like, work-life balance. Why Um, is that, that these Northern Europeans are just so far ahead? And there we are, can't work it out still. And there's best practice happening up there. I don't know. They're just so much more relaxed and open and especially like Sweden it's ridiculous isn't Mm. it there's always whenever you google like best practice or or like gender balance Sweden are always the best anyway so she's she's going to come and talk to us about her book Parenting the Shit Out of Life she mentions that a bit she's sort of basically teamed up with her husband to kind of rule the world of flexible working and they take like they lobby they go to the NHS they kind of go and speak to lots of different businesses about that so she's going to come and talk to us about all things flexible cool can't wait to chat with her yes and we'll do that after this this podcast was brought to you by NatWest. Um, is this an advert? Yes, yes. Great. So listen up. And they also have their own podcast, Rethinking Business with Piers Linney. It's worth a listen. Is that the end of the advert, Mary? Over and out. <laughs> 
So I was working at the L'Oreal Group as a senior creative copywriter at the time. And I'd just kind of come back from Amsterdam, where I'd kind of had uh, the experience of kind of um, ownership from the top of uh, that balance um, in terms of work and, and life ebbing and flowing. And I was on a ch- on the tube coming back from work and uh, a guy got his briefcase uh, trapped in the tube door and it put me uh, four minutes it was 12 minutes back in the end for nursery pickup, which is nothing to most people. They'll be like, well, that's fine. No. Just I can up, feel my back sorry. getting tense because I've been in that place. <laughs> 12 just, minutes is late. 12 minutes is a lot. And yeah. It's like we, my husband and I used to call it running the gauntlet. You know, can I get from sort of 4.59 p.m. to yeah. 6 p.m. in time? And I got kind of got there late and um, the nursery owner sat me down on one of those tiny primary coloured chairs uh, meant for an infant um, mm. and sort of chastised me understandably saying look it's late we're gonna have to charge you a pound a minute after six it's just not on anymore what's this london bernie's london yeah (laughs) (laughs) they run a time and she's a brilliant woman this is nothing Mm. against the carers for our children they're wonderful they're in a very tricky position as well and so i sat there and uh, i just kept saying sorry i'm so i'm so i'm sorry i was just apologizing everywhere when i actually just thought no the system isn't working it's not me i'm being shoehorned into this system and the next day i asked for flexible working 15 minutes to start my day 15 minutes minutes earlier and end it 15 minutes earlier so no less just and so what shifted. time would you have started your day with your 15 minutes earlier i would have started at 8 45 right uh, and, and you'd then, have left at what time uh, then it would be 4 45 right not big, much, but no, just meant no, that no. if somebody got their briefcase stuck yeah. in a tube drawer, I wouldn't have like um, I wouldn't break down. <laughs> and uh, so I asked for that, and then my flexible working request was denied. And this for was fifteen the point. minutes. Can we just stop? <laughs> no, seriously, let's stop. Pause. Yeah, hold that thought for fifteen minutes. Let yeah, we just talk about it. that. Was denied to you? Yeah. This is one of the biggest beauty organisations. And this is a blanket response that I think a lot of organisations give, uh, the fear of opening the floodgates. Uh, so that was the point I think I mentally quit, uh, was, well, why not open the floodgates? I mean, people seem to be drowning behind these floodgates. Um, and uh, I quit with nothing to go to, which um, caused quite a kerfuffle in uh, my family who... Just like, what what are you doing? Why would you do that? I was like, I can't make work work. Uh, I have a career behind me. I have worked hard in my GCSEs, A-levels. I have pushed the barrier every single point, but I've come to a halt, a grinding halt. Uh, because Could you stop feels... there? What was your husband? Was he not all set at that grinding halt? No, no, not what? at that point. What was he doing? So he was uh, a content editor. Uh, We were at a similar level, but he was working for a content agency um, in-house. So, But was he able to get to the nursery and get flexible working? He was able to, yeah. So he was able to do two or three days and then I would do the remaining. So we were quite split in terms of how we shared the load. Um, But, uh, yeah. So that's kind of where things started in that um, I put a post up, I think I had 62 followers and I put loads of things up. I was really confused by how to use Instagram. So I had a lot of like weird pictures of um, flat lays, but it was just a picture of my daughter's grapes on a plate. You know? and I was like, I think this is what the people here do. I think this is what, how I'm supposed to communicate. And then I just scrapped all that and just went, I quit today. I can't make it work. Uh, and I was angry and frustrated and I had 62 followers and there were about 140 comments. And I thought, I can't be alone here. And that's when 
I decided to, regardless of what I got paid to do on this, I just thought I need this to be different for my two daughters. Yeah, good on you. And what did you start doing? How were you getting the dosh in? Because you needed to pay yourself. Yeah, so I then started freelancing on the side. Yeah. Uh, went back to L'Oreal on my own terms. Have yeah. a very, like I say, I have a good relationship with them. It's not because I wasn't, I wasn't worth it. Uh, <laughs> just wanted oh, to clarify. Oh, that's a very good line. <laughs> Are you in just marketing or writing by any chance? Um, I mean, I was their creative copywriter, mm. um, and that's what I started noticing from other freelancers. But the, most of them were in house. But then, from the business side. They'd been reje- had their flexible working request rejected because of some blanket floodgates fear. And then they'd go and freelance, charging more on their own terms, working how it worked for them. Uh, and the company was losing out, you know, regardless of my needs, my child's needs. I was doing the same work, if not better, because uh, I wasn't chained to my desk under kind of a designated slab of MDF. And yeah, I was earning more from them. There's a really interesting, I've got two children that just... Um, I spent Generation Z, or one's a millennial, one Generation Z, and what's the latest one? He's alpha. Six. Alpha. What's little I've six? got an alpha. I don't want an alpha. <laughs> Bloody book's all about anti-alpha culture, and you've just thrown me an alpha. But what I was going to get to is that my, my daughter's just left um, junior and started working, and um, and she does tries to do flexi, and there's a big research that often that millennials put in more hours because they're just feeling comfortable sitting on their bed working as opposed to being this structure and so forth and I thought you know this makes sense this is what we're talking about I had a dinner once uh, with this and I was sitting with this next to this chief exec and I was telling him about writing the book and talking about how I'd restructured my whole agency and how I'd put all these sort of values at the heart of it collaboration vulnerability and I said about flexible working and he said, oh, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. He said, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I have many women in my business that work three days a week. I pay them for three days and they end up giving me about five. And I just wanted to get the coffee oh. and throw it in his face. Because yeah. there was also, they're clicking. Yeah. That we are able and we will. And actually, it's like that thing where you go into a restaurant. Have you ever done that where they say, just pay what you think it's worth? Oh, and yes. yeah. there's been lots of research that people pay more. Yeah. So when you give that freedom to people um, as responsible, good, moral citizens, most people go, I'm going to do well and do what's right. And there's the old dinosaurs at the top yeah. that have not seen this. And then there's some that have seen it and are slightly abusing it. And so I think we have to be careful as well. And I often say... You know, to people, how many hours did you put in? Just, just check. You yeah. know. Well, I have, I have people getting angry. They're like, "Yes, but flexible working doesn't work because I am doing five days in four days on less pay." And I was like, "That's not flexible working. That's extortion." Exactly. There is a difference here. Yes. You know, flexible working, effective flexible working. Uh, you can't lump that what you're describing under flexible working so and therefore how do you manage that so if you are because that's really interesting (coughs) here because this is the key thing if you are saying i'm working four days and that's what i'm getting paid for and you have the agreement i'm flexibly working and the fifth day i don't how do you manage what tips would you give to someone on how they make sure that they don't flip over into that and that they're not abused by working that fifth day and getting the emails and someone asking them to do that what would you say to them 
so I mean, in an ideal, in a, in a sort of flexible working recruitment utopia, mm. um, there would be an element of HR that would be supporting this. That's not here. You know, we're in a state of um, flux, a state of transition, where <clears throat> a lot of people say, but where's my protection? Where's my security here? You know, I am being uh, used in this system. And uh, the, the, the frustrating thing is, is that we have to do it. That is the first thing I say to anyone. I'm, I'm no flexible working expert. I am a journalist with uh, a frustration uh, and I, I'm not going to stop until there's an element of uh, change for my own kids. But when I hear that is saying, well, unfortunately, we have to change that. We have to ensure that we are cutting like my boss did at Tommy Hilfiger, saying, no, we will not take the call about shoes or handbags or whether this look will take you seamlessly from day to night. We're not going to do that call now. And I think it is down to us to push that. Yeah. It is down to us to wield the gender pay gap in our um, favour. Uh, you know, flexible working was placed as the number one, the key link between closing the gender pay gap. Uh, that was That's what the Equality and Human Rights Commission has placed in their report. So use all that and, and do it yourself. Don't wait for the company to go, right, so somebody's going to do this for you on a Friday. Can you get... Uh, Eric to cover you on a Tuesday much like Pursuit Marketing when they released the shackles and said can you all work it out yourselves you kind of have to take that at the moment on yourself yes and for I, the I, next person I, as well I agree and I, I've often said to many people where have talked to me about this and I don't know all the answers and you don't know all the answers but we're no. trying our damn best to get to a place we're papering over the cracks Mary <laughs> yeah we are and, well no let's take the paper off I think because <laughs> there's always a bit of anaglypta or what's that <laughs> stuff with the wood in it wood chip let's take the wood chip off that crack and let's just get this sorted. But there are cracks. There are cracks, and we see big. those cracks, and we're going to fill those cracks in. And a little bit are we going polyfinance. down the wrong path now, Mary? No, no, I love this. I love a little metaphor. So, so what I was going to say is that it has to be this confidence because it is that step where you go, sorry, that's that's outside the hours that I've done. You know, and how we can. I always say, if you do something with charm but confidence, it gets through so much better. And I hear I, myself. I feel like gone. I want to speak up here. Go, on, go, I, so go, go. Bearing in mind, so I'm a millennial, and I she keeps saying, and that. I, <laughs> you what, said just what are earlier. The years? What are the years again? I don't, for well, apparently, I, so I'm thirty. Oh, thirty-four. Yeah. So yeah, millennial. Yeah, just, just, um, millennial, and I work four days a week for you, for Mary. Don't work for me, you work and with me. I work me. with you, I work with you, that's true, I work with mm. you. But I remember recently, a, bit, a couple of months ago, I was going, it's so on a Friday, I don't work, and you'd texted me, and you said, well. but you were very kind, yeah. and you said, if you can take this call, I'd love to have a chat with you, because you were getting on a plane. That's right. And it was one of those moments where I was like, because you, know, you respected it, and you, and you kindly asked, and I said, yeah, of course, because you'd asked in that way, and that's what it's about. It's kind yes. of going, just having that moment, and that, that conversation. But here's the thing, and I know... Um, Emily on that I remember that vividly and thinking likewise with uh, Corrine yeah. uh, who's the MD who who works five days a week but she physically doesn't want to be on the Friday she wants to be with her children so we have that and I remember you were away and I thought I've got to get on the flight how do I do this and I and I knew that you and often you'll pick up on yeah, the yeah, Friday yeah. you just do it and it's, it's, a, it's a kind of mutual respect and yeah, I think yeah. oh that's great but here's the thing, I knew and respected it, so I asked you, what if I hadn't, and I was constantly doing that to you, say, and I wasn't me, this kind, generous, spirited person that I am, Emily, let's be honest here. No, but she what is. if I wasn't, and I was doing that? That's what I'm trying to get to with I Anna. Know, yeah. How would you feel, and how would you do it? Because you're quite confident. I've, yeah, no, I've been, I've been really bullied by bosses. I've been, remember being on, I was on, 
safari on the phone to a boss. It was ridiculous. Oh, that sounds safari. ridiculous. Let's it was like a just... honeymoon type situation. Oh, right. And I'm like on the phone to a boss, you know, coming off the phone crying. And my husband's like, going, what are you doing? And I was like, but I just ha- I had to answer because he needs this thing doing. And like, I've been that person on the end of the phone because if you have a mobile, someone can email you and you just feel like you have to respond. And you are, and it's so stressful, which is why I'm so happy and relaxed. And I'm working with you because you don't, I don't have that shit. I don't have to put up well, with these owned. people. Yeah, I'm not owned because no. you really feel like a slave and it's terrifying. So well, I was just thinking about this because we're sitting here and we've had to go through pain to get to the place we are. And we have. Mm. You crying yeah, on yeah. safari on your honeymoon. You not being able to pick your child up. Me, I've just got too many flipping stories because I'm <laughs> that bit older. But how can we guide young women who are in the workplace today, these millennials who are pushing for change, but also slightly being abused here? How do we guide them on Flexi when they are being abused and they're getting contacted and they're putting in those extra hours? We don't have the answers now, but should we put our little head around it? And I'd love to come up with three things that they could say and how they do it and how they respond that becomes acceptable and that can be part of your flex appeal campaign and people will just say these things like in the nicest possible way fuck off (laughs) you're not paying me for these hours and I've done all those other extra ones in the nicest possible way no should that be our business school I love yeah, your, off. Yeah, yeah, well, I think you've got the, um, the sh- parenting the shit out of life. We <laughs> could have... a business what, school. Should, should we start another one? Something the fuck out of business. I yeah. <laughs> well, I like the shit because it's shit, isn't it? This is yeah, shit. Is Don't shit. take yeah. the piss. Because I think what this all comes down to is trust. Yeah. And trust is the most important thing in life. I've come trust and truth, my two Ts. Because if you trust people, then... Freedom happens and the great energy flows and you get great work from both sides. So how do we put this construct in place that when trust is broken and the bosses or the the companies are abusing the flexibility, how do we help young women to say, this is not acceptable? I mean, this is where uh, our kind of love-hate relationship with social media comes in as well. I do think that there is an element of um, transparency that um, companies can't hide from anymore. So do you remember when uh, Yahoo had their flexible working policy in place for like decades and then suddenly they're like, no, uh, I think it was 2017, Melissa Myers just came in and was like, no, everyone's now working in the office. Uh, You know, they they had to sell out. She quit, I think, two two years later and had to sell Yahoo over to, who is it? Verizon. Yeah, so uh, two years later. I mean, that didn't work out well for her uh, (laughs) at all. And so I think it is impossible. Like often I found the people I speak to is that they are being discriminated against at the point where maybe we'll talk specifically around parenting. They've come back from maternity leave. They're still boobs leaking, mind uh, addled with postnatal depression, separation anxiety. And you've got somebody pressuring you from a work perspective you just do it. You're at your most vulnerable. You just do it. You are the small, slightly uh, less protected David against the huge, hulking, great Goliath at that See, point. See, here's the thing. Can I, can I come back to you on this? Because I also think you are. But I think, and I often say to people, I often say to people in my business, I often say to young women who I meet, young men as well, there is a lot of power with you as an employee. Please don't underestimate that. Businesses need good people. There's nothing more costly 
than losing people from the business because it's not working out. To re-employ, to retrain, the cost of that just doesn't make financial sense. I think it costs something like 28 grand to replace a senior manager yeah. at yeah. like um, council, yeah. kind of within council realms. And when we get outside of that, it's, it's for normal people, it's about 10. But, <laughs> but it is. But even so, that's a lot of dosh, right, in business. Yeah. So... How do we make them feel that the strength is with them? And that, that's really important here because I know I've run and employed thousands and thousands of people over the years. You do need good people. And just sort of feeling as an employee, I can't do this. It's just so dated and actually quite wrong. This is a symbiotic relationship. Employer, employee. The whole point of this is to create a business and make something and make a commercial business and hopefully one that's got a bit of soul in it. So I think in some ways we need to get this message across to younger people and employees. They need you every bit as much. Stop feeling that you are the lesser, or as you say, the dog and the owner. What's it, your little terminology? <laughs> owner and pet. <laughs> owner and pet. Well, it's flex both ways. Yeah. Uh, so um, just, just, just yeah. tell me the detail of flex appeal a little bit more because I don't know if I've got enough on that yet. So, I mean, I'm just going to give you a quick example just in relation to what you've just said in terms of just coming back to initially, what can people do at the moment? Um, legally, there isn't a huge amount of protection for anyone at the moment. You know, you can go to a tribunal, but uh, realistically, it takes time, it takes energy. What has worked uh, is something a leading media outlet. Um, <laughs> recently, uh, a woman got in touch with me and said um, that uh, maternity discrimination, inflexibility is rife here. Can we uh, host a talk? And we got there and there were 500 people turned up for the talk within wow. this leading media institution. Cracked open the discussion of flexible working, how it's not a parent issue, it's a people issue. It's for people with mental health issues, people with living with disabilities, people just wanting to live. And the HR director stood up and said, um, so the great thing is here, we're very flexible. You know, we've really been empowering our people. I gave a little bit of a sort of PR puff piece and sat down. A woman put her hand up and said, uh, absolutely hasn't trickled down, absolutely doesn't work here. And wow. I'm about to hand, up, hand in my notice tomorrow. <gasps> you know, I was uh, somebody who was an outsider uh, looking in. Uh, PR folk were there, marketing folk were there, people were ruffling feathers. HR director walked straight over to her and said, look, I'll talk to you afterwards. She goes, yes, she up. had the microphone said, I'm not talking to you afterwards because I know what you're going to say. And this was in front of everyone. No. Wow. And Where so were the said, cameras? <laughs> <laughs> so it was filmed, but kept very much internal after that. And I think <laughs> the power is I was there. I'm now telling you that story. And that woman had her voice heard in a way that it yeah. wasn't heard maybe five, ten years ago, in a way that can be amplified now. It's not perfect, but uh, it is yeah. a change, it's a shift, and she brought it to the table. And she was David against Goliath, and, uh, and people started standing up and saying, kind of, me too. Just to explain what Flex Appeal does. Uh, Flex Appeal is for people who happen to be parents, but we're actually campaigning for people. It's to fight for flexible working for everyone. That is the key, is that this isn't strapped to mummy wants to see more of her Weetabix smattered child shoulders. We are lobbying government at the moment, so I have monthly meetings with Whitehall on how they're actually 
looking to implement legislation around this. So at the moment, uh, flexible working is available after 26 weeks. We want to make it available from day one because I might get flexible working working for you, Mary, but then someone else who I maybe want to move to won't allow that. So I'm going to stay and stagnate. And it's about ebb and flow of talent. So uh, you can check us out, uh, motherpucker.co.uk. And uh, it's Flex Appeal. We're across kind of the internet. If you type in Flex Appeal, actually, there's a certain website that comes up that isn't associated with us. Let's I just look at that. Let's not talk about that. I'm <laughs> um, just on that because I'm just going to find my facts. And Emily, yes. this is where you do come into your right. own, not scuttle, scuttle, scuttle through <laughs> the paper. But we talk about policy. You said that after X amount of days, you're legally entitled to ask for flexible work. 26 weeks. Right. Yeah. But what does that mean? I could come into you and go, I'd like to have uh, flexible work. No. Yeah, well, I was legally entitled to ask. But exactly. Is that all it means? You can actually go in and have the conversation? It's currently set up to fail. Uh, it's set up for businesses to say no. And that's what we're campaigning against. It's available. I'm not campaigning for it to be available. It's there, but the mindset isn't it's there. It's the culture. Yeah, because that, culture. that's just bloody stupid. You're allowed, after 26 <laughs> weeks, to go in and ask for flex appeal. And then yeah. we say no. And then we say no. Oh, you're allowed. So I can't go in on the eighth week. No. No, no, no. No. Even though I get the same answer. <laughs> well, it's now seen... Also, it's who is the, who's the minister for this? What is, what is the business minister? Who is that? So we're going to Parliament this afternoon to round table. Uh, Maria Miller is um, drawing a link. Didn't she used to be sports? Uh, you see, yeah, what's she doing with this, Maria Miller? What are you doing now? That um, on sports? Was she any, is she any good? She's, she's well. I'll find out this afternoon. Uh, so is she the one we should be pushing? Is that Amber Rudd uh, is talking a lot around this topic? I quite like um, her. I quite like her. I Amber do. Rudd, Maria Miller, especially after watching The Bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she did all right. Amber Rudd, call in if you did. Um, I'd love to know. But I think uh, Amber Rudd might do something. I think she would. There's a flexible working task force because, like you say, it's available. I'm not fighting for flexible working to be available. I'm fighting for it to be set up to succeed. Yes. And not, you know, like you said, somebody doing five days in four days for less pay. Yes. Um, And then when when we're in that setup for it to succeed, you're going to fight for there being some sort of structure and policy that people can't abuse it, that employers can't abuse it. And we do this by flash mobbing uh, in oh. Lycra outside um, <laughs> various places across the UK. Are you having a laugh? No, that's what we do. That's our, that's our mechanic. <laughs> what colour? Our Lycra? song is Let's Talk About Flex, baby, when you're on the PAYE. <laughs> Let's talk about all the good things and, and the, the bad, bad things, things of productivity. <laughs> Let's talk about flex. Let's talk about flex. Thank you, Anna. That was so. How lovely was she? She was great. She was great. She's lovely, but with great power. That's what I mean. Look, look what she's doing. Yeah, so fun. So actually, she was um, when she left us. She was rushing off to uh, Parliament to talk to Maria Miller. So we'll hear a bit more hopefully next week on that. But actually, a few days later, <laughs> a few days later, she um, she won a contract with the NHS. So they've committed by 2022. It's not that far away to make sure that flexible working is default across the entire NHS. Oh, that's brilliant. That is so brilliant. You know, my sister is a director of nursing at the NHS and I look at her career over years and see how that was the biggest and most difficult thing for her was her childcare and getting to the top of that industry. And every time I go on the road, people from the NHS often ask me questions. Really? Yeah, we need to help the people with the NHS. We're amazing there. We do. 
Um, so um, the next time you'll hear from us, we'll be talking to Elizabeth Day. So I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, she has an amazing podcast called How to Fail. So we'll explore a bit around failure, growing from that, using your own voice mm. and just some lovely, lovely chat. So every week I like to end with a quote. In fact, I'm often quoting at people because I find quotes inspiring, especially when they come from deep intellect and from women. This one is from one of my favourites, Gloria Steinem. My gosh, I could write a book with her quotes. I've yet to be on a campus where most women weren't worrying about some aspect of combining marriage, children and a career. I've yet to find one where many men were worrying about the same thing. Perfect, Gloria. We'll see you next week.